not only does the old pass away, but the Bible says that also everything becomes fresh and new. Why? Because you are living in Christ and that is what we should all aim for. Greetings once again in the name of Jesus Christ. Now our topic for today says that a second chance at life. Now you might be asking yourself, so was there really a first chance? Was there a third chance? Was there a fourth chance? But our topic for today says that a second chance at life. And without wasting much time, we're going to go straight into it. And our first verse, we're going to be getting it from the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, which says that, and I'm going to paraphrase this, it says that we were lost in transgression and our iniquity and the sins that we were committing and we're living according According to the ruler of the kingdom of the air, living according to the rules of the of the world. But now that we have come into Christ, we become new creatures, right? And then it also goes further to say that those that are still living in that in that uh, state of mind, they are still uh, living in a disobedient manner that is against God. And that is our first uh, point of today. It says that uh, we used to live in a point of transgression, our iniquity, and being disobedient to God, right? And that is our point uh, that we are taking from our, our, our first uh, point of discussion. And as we go further, now you might be asking yourself, so, okay, so if I was living in a point of uh, transgression and I was going against what God says for my life and I was going against what he had designed for me. Remember, our topic says that um, a second chance at life. So that was probably what we would call the first chance that you had before you came into the light, before you knew Jesus Christ, before Jesus Christ became your personal savior, right? And if you read further and we go, um, what do we need to be saved from? Now we just read, it says that our transgressions kept us from God. We just read that our transgressions um, were living according to the ruler of the kingdom of the air, right? Being disobedient to God. So what is it that we need to be saved from? And if you open our Bibles to Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says that for all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So now it clearly states it in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? And now you might be asking yourself, okay, so what defines sin? What qualifies as sin? And if you go to 1 John chapter 5 verse 17, it says that all wrongdoing is sin. All wrongdoing against what? All wrongdoing against the commandments and the law that God has set upon us. And you can find this in the Bible and you can go to Deuteronomy. You can find if you go also to uh, Exodus, you'll find the Ten Commandments there. And it says that all wrongdoing, anything that opposes that is what we can call uh, sin. Also, another thing that we need to keep in mind is that our iniquities have broken our relationship with God, right? And it has hidden the face of God from us. Not, not God has hidden his face from us, but because of our sins, our sins have hidden God's face from us. And if you read Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2, it says that our iniquities have separated us from God, right? Our iniquities, our sins have separated our, our God's face from us. If you look back and we look at the at, at the beginning, if we go to Genesis, right, and we go to Adam and Eve, 
when they sinned against God, they hid from him. It is not God who hid from them, but it is them who actually hid from God. And God had to come and look for them, right? And this is the same thing that we are getting here. It says that our sins have hidden us from God. So when we commit sin, we hide ourselves from God because God is holy. So now we, our sins cannot be in the same space as him. So now we try to hide ourselves from him because we know we have done wrong. And if you go again there and we ask ourselves, who can then save us? Who can save us from our sins? Who can save us from our sins? And then if you go in the Bible, it says that only Jesus can save us. Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can save me. No one else, not a prophet, not a um, not a pastor, not anyone, not even an evangelist, but only Jesus can save us from our sins, right? And if you go and we read uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, right? It is a gift from God. You know, when you get a gift, you don't have to do anything to acquire the gift, right? Let's say it's a, it's, it's a birthday and people want to bring you gifts you don't have to to pay anything to receive the gifts but the gifts just just come so if you have people that tell you that i want to give you a gift and they tell you to pay a certain amount that is not a gift that is not a gift but a gift from god he says that for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life so god has given us this gift only if we go into him and we ask him to come and purify us to come and to watch us to come and to hold our hand as we walk in this journey of life and if we go further again god demonstrates his love for us right in romans chapter 5 verse 8 where he says that why we were sinners christ came to die for us while you and me were sinners, God did not wait for you and me to repent first, then come and die for us. But while we were still sinners, Christ came to die for you. Christ came to die for you and for me, right? We're not exception. Whether whatever sin you have done, Christ came to die for you. Don't listen to what people might say to you. Say, no, um, probably your sin is too big and God is not, uh, did not come to die for you. But Christ came, came to die for people like you. Christ came to die for people like me as well. Sinners on this earth. Christ came to die for all of us. Because why? So that we can have this gift. This gift of eternal life. Now you might be asking yourself. So how do then do I get um, to this second chance of life? How then do I acquire this um, uh second chance at life and i put it in, in in three steps and this might not be the total steps but to make it simple to make it understandable these are the three steps that you can follow so that you can end up having the second chance at life and our first step we can get it from Acts chapter 3 verse 19 which says that repent and turn to god so that your sins may be wiped out repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, right? So if we repent, you know, when, when it says that your sins will be wiped out, you know, when you're writing on a piece of paper and you take an eraser and you erase, it can still see that, okay, there was a bit of pencil writing here. But it says that your sins will be wiped out. They will not be erased, but they will be wiped out let's say there is dust on the table and you take a cloth and you wipe out uh the dust from the table 
no dust remains on the table. And this is the same thing that God is telling unto us, that when we repent our sins unto him and we tell him and we confess our sins unto him, God will wipe out our sins. And when we look again, it will be as if we've never committed any sins. That is what God will do, but only if we repent, right? And it also goes further to say that in um in First John chapter 1, verse 19, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and he is just to purify us from all unrighteousness. All we have to do is to confess our sins. It says that if we confess, which means that there is a condition that God is putting out for you and for me today, right? You will not just be forgiven by sitting down and saying, okay, uh, I, I'm now forgiven. No, but it says that if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, so you have to confess your sins to God. You know which sins are troubling you. You know what it is, what iniquities trouble you on a daily basis. But God is saying to you today that if you confess your sins, he is faithful. He is just to purify you from all those sins and to purify you from all unrighteousness. Only if you confess your sins to God. Now, step number two says that receive a new life in Jesus receive a new life in Jesus and we can get our answer in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 for he says that if a man is in Christ he becomes a new person altogether the past is passed away and the new comes to light right and everything becomes fresh and new. You know, when you go and buy a car at the dealership and it is not a second hand and it's just a first hand, everything in the car is fresh and new. And God is saying to you today that you used to be a second hand, but when you come to God, when you come to Him and you receive Christ in your life, you become a fresh new creature. You become fresh and new, just like the car at the dealership, right? Without blemish, without boiling problems, God says that. You can become fresh and new only if you receive Jesus in your heart. So make it a point for yourself today that you receive Jesus in your heart. You receive Jesus as your personal savior and you shall become new. You shall become a new creature and you shall become fresh and new. Now, step number three says that you should live for Jesus. You know, uh, one person once said that, uh, we should live every day as if Jesus is coming tomorrow, right? We should live every day as if Jesus is coming tomorrow. But we should plan for the next 30 years, right? Plan for the next 30 years as if Jesus is not coming for the next 30 years. But live your life as if Jesus is coming tomorrow. But when you make plans, make plans as if he's not coming for the next 30 years, right? This is the message I just want to leave with you today. A second chance at life. God is calling upon you today to confess your sins, confess all unrighteous doings that you are doing. God is faithful. He is just and he will forgive you and he will purify your heart and you purify your soul. Only if you confess your sins, nothing is too big for God. God is calling upon you today that confess your sins. He says that if a man is in Christ, he becomes a new creature. And that is what I'm saying to you today, that repent on your sins and confess. And God is faithful. He is just and he will 
purify you from all unrighteousness and all things that trouble you. And with that said, take care and remember a second chance at life. God is calling upon you today. Jesus is calling upon you today. Repent and God will certainly come through for you in your life.